0: A reading from the Gospel according to St. Luke, beginning at the 6th chapter, the 27th verse. But I say to you that, listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Or even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you expect or hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies. Do good and lend, expecting nothing. In return, your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High. For God is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as God is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. These are our sacred stories. Thanks be to God.
1: What a week. Governor Abbott wrote a letter this week instructing Family and Protective Services to begin investigating parents who support their trans children and teens with gender-affirming health care as child abusers. The governor said that licensed professionals such as teachers, nurses, and doctors under threat of criminal prosecution must report families seeking gender-affirming medical care to the Department of Family and Protective Services. I know that I am not alone in being appalled and horrifying. Supporting trans children and trans youth is an act of care, of dignity, of love. It is not abuse. While neither the writings of the governor nor of the Texas Attorney General can Paxton change the law, the uncertainty, fear, and trauma they have created is already affecting the lives of trans children and their families in our state and in other states who fear that they will be next. So let's be clear. Trans people are made in the image of God, just like the rest of us. The governor's actions hurt children. It hurts children and it hurts youth. It hurts their caregivers and parents and families and friends. We are all connected and it hurts us all. If you are a trans child or youth or caregiver in the Houston area and you're looking for support, know that I am here and we are here. Covenant Church sees you and loves you. There are other organizations doing things to help. Some of them include our mission partner, Montrose Grace Place, the Montrose Center, Hatch Youth, Gender Infinity, Transgender Education Network of Texas. These are places you could go for help and support, and these are places you could give money if you're trying to figure out how to be an ally. Sometimes it's all so overwhelming that it's hard to know what might help. And we know that we can all reach out to our trans friends and family and assure them that we see them and love them. We can reach out to their parents and their caregivers and assure them that we know that their love is not abuse. We can support with our money and our time organizations like the ones I just listed. We can vote, and we can help others vote. We can stand up for trans children and their families in conversations both private and public. We can, as people who seek to follow Jesus, we can demand dignity and respect for all people in the name of the one who included and welcomed everyone. We can act in the name of the rabbi who demanded not repression, but love, as he confronted religious and political leaders of his time. Today, on the liturgical calendar, today is Transfiguration Sunday. It is. Pastor Rachel Johnson wrote the following, I cannot help but think that as the church celebrates Transfiguration Sunday, we ought to be more open to the transfigures in our world. She continues, in the name of a God who transcends time, space, materiality, and gender, who transforms our heart of stone, who transfigures their own face to reveal the glory of God. Let me unequivocally denounce this new Texas directive against trans youth and families. Trans people are beloved by God. Trans people are made in God's transformational image. Trans people are an expression of divine creation and creativity. Trans people are holy. Trans people are our siblings and our brothers and sisters. Trans people are our neighbors. Trans people are beloved. It's interesting that God and the Bible are being thrown around as reasons for hatred, exclusion, mistrust, alienation of trans children and youth and their families and caregivers. I've been wondering, as I often do, if the people blaming God or the Bible for their vitriol have ever read the sacred stories. If they have, surely they've seen that God has many genders. God is called Father. God is also called El Shaddai, the many-breasted one. There are passages that say God is king and passages that say that the people will nurse at God's breasts. God is embodied in all genders and beyond them all too. God is also called Eagle and Path, Rock and Tower. God is certainly non-binary. Certainly fluid. Certainly expansive. So stop using God to hate people. And stop using the Bible to suggest that anyone should be left out. Stop it. This week we also saw Russia invade Ukraine. We've been watching ordinary citizens take extraordinary risks as they seek to defend their country against an advancing imperialist army. We've been watching protests in Russia as citizens bravely stand and say they don't want war, knowing they face imprisonment or worse for speaking out. We've been watching and worrying and praying our hearts are heavy and they go out to the people and the animals and the earth. Yesterday marked the 10 year anniversary of the murder of Trayvon Martin. His murder is noted as a catalyst for the creation of the Black Lives Matter movement. This decade since his murder has been full of new awarenesses, new efforts to be anti-racist. And it's been full of more murders. There is so much more work to do and the work is happening. We remember Trayvon today and the many other murdered black people taken from life by violent racism. So this Transfiguration Sunday, when we support trans kids, this Transfiguration Sunday, when we pray for peace, this Transfiguration Sunday, when we say again, Black Lives Matter, this Transfiguration Sunday, we continue reading Jesus's sermon on the plain. A sermon where Jesus seeks to transform the priorities of the world. Last week we read the blessings and the woes, and now we read, but I say to you, listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. Jesus is turning the systems of violence, retaliation, and reciprocity on their heads. And oh, how I need a primer in just this, especially this week. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, not withhold even your shirt, to everyone who begs of you, and if anyone takes your goods, do not ask for them again. This is nonviolent resistance. Nonviolent, yes. Resistance, yes. I think sometimes we miss the resistance aspects. Theologian, Theologian Walter Wink wrote, Nonviolence must not be misconstrued as a way of avoiding conflict. Christians have all too often called for nonviolence when what they really meant was tranquility. Nonviolence, in fact, seeks out conflict, elicits conflict, exacerbates conflict in order to bring it out into the open and lance its poisonous source. It’s not idealistic or sentimental about evil. It does not coddle or cajole aggressors, but moves against perceived injustice proactively. This is how we love our enemies. not with violence, but with accountability. Not with passivity to oppression and oppressors, but with nonviolent active resistance with calling out injustice and countering it. (laughs) Do to others as you would have them do to you. The words are so familiar now, they don't seem radical, but they are. Do to others the way you want them to do to you, not the way they have done to you. It's not reciprocity. It's not reciprocity. If you love those who love you, what grace is that to you? If you do good to those who do good to you, what grace is that to you? If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what grace is that to you? Love your enemies, do good, and lend nothing; lend, expecting nothing in return. You will be called children of the Most High, for God is kind, to the ungrateful and the wicked. So be merciful just as God is merciful. Jesus is turning things upside down, transforming culture and society. Seek grace in your relationships, not reciprocity. Do good and lend out of mercy and generosity, not out of what you will get in return. Love your enemies. Practice nonviolence. Jesus is telling us not to continue the downward spiral of violence. Violence in response to violence can only lead to more violence. Jesus is inviting us out of all of that and into active nonviolent resistance. Evil by refusing to mirror it. This is how we love our enemies. This is how we turn reciprocity, keeping score, into grace, mercy, and love. When systemic racism, generational oppression, institutionalized poverty, the seductive promises, of violence, that might makes right, that war brings peace, that the ends justify the means, when these oppressive systems and ideals become the essence of our daily lives, we must resist. We resist with our own creative, humanizing, active, nonviolent opposition. We become agents of transformation. This is how we love our enemy. This is how we move through weeks like this one. This is how we love. This is grace. Amen.